Hi, it's Sam Clear here, one third of Sons of Thunder, and you're about to listen to an interview we conducted at the end of 2019 with the wonderful Heather Sweeney. It was conducted on the same day as our interview with Nicola McDermott. Uh, With Father Dave being away, we had invited both Nicola and Heather into the studio for an interview. Heather is a recent convert to the Catholic Church, and she was absolutely fantastic in being so humble and open in inviting us into her journey. And we are so grateful for all that she's given, and we really do hope that you enjoy this precious gift being her testimony and an invitation into that continued journey. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Yeah, it's weird when it's not there. Child Ow! Bell. Child no. Bell. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> All right, well, you're ready to go. Have fun. Hello and welcome to Sons of Thunder, the podcast, where Marty and I try to get three friends together, but in the end, just randomly pluck people off the street as guests. Father Dave Callahan is away again, so what we've done this time... Plucked in, off the street, quite literally, sent a message out. New Year in town, Heather Sweeney, welcome Thank to Sons you. of Thunder. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Bit of a drive this morning? It was, yes. A very smoky, bushfiry drive from through the mountains from Bathurst. Bathurst to Sydney. Yeah. Heading back in the morning? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You've just, just come straight from lunch? I have, yeah, with my dad. And you're not feeling too... Bloated and tired and need an <laughs> afternoon nap? No, I um, I bucked the trend and went healthy just for the day. Excellent. Just for the meal, actually, let's be honest. Unlike Marty, who had a big lunch. And uh, how was the beanbag out there? Uh, it was irresistible, really. <laughs> Sat down and... Crossed his legs. And then things escalated really fast. And then... Um, 45 minutes later, we woke him up saying, Heather's here, get up. Yeah. <laughs> He's still recovering, actually. <laughs> He's sitting here with a cup of coffee at 3.30 in the afternoon. I found, I found some milk in the fridge out there in the little <laughs> kitchenette, which is pretty skanky. But there was some, and it smelt it, and it smelt all right. It's long life. It's got a date like next year sometime. So I thought that'd be okay. Made a coffee, put in there, and gee, it went lumpy fast. <laughs> so, that's all um, kinds of wrong. Coffee yeah. thick shake. Yeah. So that's not the one you have, though, is it? No, the one I've got is decidedly blacker. Right, as in it doesn't have milk. I'd like to say yes, but I found another <laughs> little one in the cupboard <laughs> that hadn't been opened yet. Hadn't been opened. So, yeah, anyway. So as Marty uh, begins to wake up, perhaps we throw it to Heather just for the moment till you're back in the, in the zone. Heather, you aren't originally from Bathurst, you're up from the coast. Yes, yeah, so I spent the first like 16 years of my life growing up in Newcastle. And parents dragged me kicking and screaming to Dubbo at the ripe old age of 16. Thought they were the worst parents in the world when we moved out there. You weren't excited that you were exchanging the beach for a zoo? No. I had heard about drop bears, which are koala bears that drop out of trees at night and maul you. Mm -hmm. Hoop snakes that roll through the streets. I didn't even know if they had traffic lights at that stage. So, yeah, I was not very happy about moving out there i'm just encouraged that some other people are in line for the uh, worst parents in the world yeah i just like to put it out there that drop bears are real people (laughs) and having lived in dubbo for how long uh i lived in dubbo from 1998 to 2016 and so you can (laughs) say categorically with some sort of authority that the best thing to do in dubbo is 
the Western Plains Zoo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the zoo. Yeah, it is the zoo. Yeah, I think for sure. That would Some probably be the main attraction that Dubbo has well, to I'm, offer. I'm, I'm picking up from this that there's a zoo in Dubbo. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, really? It's not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just it is. saying. It is in Dubbo. So it is that way. Lots of people come out to the zoo. It's a, so, it's a big, um, I was going to say outdoors, but most, yeah, most zoos are outdoors, but you know, big open fields, is yeah. that right? Uh, like, yeah, so they're not in cages, they're in open, not paddocks. Paddocks, you know what I mean? no, like they're, in paddocks. Like, yeah, they're yeah. in paddocks. Like Werribee. Yeah, so like it's, but you have like the safari carts and things you can drive around on, you can, you know, bike around it and stuff. And there's also, they have like a safari lodge, so there's accommodation, you can have like the whole zoo experience. And um, I feel like I'm literally like, I get no kickbacks from the zoo, I'm just putting it out there. But it is pretty cool. So uh, one thing, Heather, uh, in the podcast, yeah, if you could not tap your microphone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ching. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a handsy person. <laughs> Just Hang on to my foam cup. Keep them in the. Oh, Heather feels a bit left out. I am left out. Marty and I have our water in wine glasses, and Heather has a styrofoam cup. That really, um, it's a great metaphor, really, isn't it? It says a lot. Oh, Marty and I care for the environment, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heather, uh, the reason we sent you a message, personally knowing you were in town, but thought it'd be pretty cool to get you in, in lieu of Father Dave, who we send our best wishes to and hope you're doing well. You've had a, a fair journey to becoming Catholic. I have indeed. You yes. became Catholic when? I became officially Catholic, what are you, 2019. So I was confirmed this year at Easter. I was confirmed this year, but the year before that, I was allowed to partake in the Eucharist. But there was right. a year between that and my confirmation. Yes. And then... Oh, but that was accidental. Is that correct? Yeah, they kind of forgot to confirm me. So... <laughs> <laughs> the whole you know who who picked up the mistake them or you me (laughs) i picked it up because it was kind of an important thing i haven't um, been confirmed do you feel loved yeah you know this is just this really it's it's just sadness all around isn't it (laughs) so (laughs) styrofoam yeah we care did you take i as in who was my confirmation saint Mm -hmm. saint Teresa of avila why because by the way awesome saint yeah. Yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. When I say why, I'm not saying why. It's not like, it's why? Like, why? <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, I because I love her. So when <laughs> nailed it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I love her. She's she is just so amazing. Well, she was she's one of the doctors at the church, isn't she? Mm. Sent truth. Yeah. So when I first first started the journey of just like researching and beginning to read and lean that way. Um, She was the first saint that I really felt like I connected with, like in regards to her, just the way she struggled with her prayer life even. And when you read about her, her her struggles I found very relatable and real. And so, and she was just, she also was so smart and she loved to study and she was educated and she just, yeah, she was just amazing. And it was like something within me connected with that. And I was like, yeah she i want her to be my confirmation saint so she's amazing and just even the 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 levels of prayer like you know this the her books she's written and things like that is just nuts so she dominican so she's revival yeah 
She was. Was she Carmelite? Talking about. Well, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Was she Car- Carmelite? I thought Carmelite. I think she's Carmelite. We can Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Google. <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure that. There's this amazing thing I'm, called Google. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure she was Carmelite. Did you ever go to her house? You're in. When were you in France? I was in France in July, for three weeks. And no, I didn't get to go to Teresa of Avila. She looks like a Carmelite in the picture. So Teresa of Avila. Either way, she's amazing. She looks, it looks very Carmelite. I'll say Well, again. I mean, it's quite a clue, isn't it? I mean, you know, if you were... If you look... If you dress like a Carmelite, there's only one... And you pray like that. a Carmelite. She's a Carmelite. Yeah. So I'm confident. To, I can't wait to meet her in heaven. It's going to be awesome. What are you going to ask her? Oh, gonna, oh my goodness. I don't even know what I'd ask her. She's going to fangirl. I'll just be screaming as I run up to her and give her a hug. So I always thought that Catherine of Siena was like, like Teresa Revella was older than Catherine of Siena up until recently when I found out that that's not true. And Catherine of Siena came for 50 or 100 years earlier than Teresa Revella. Wow, cool story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Irrelevance. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you... the the Marty slow laugh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> slow burn yeah so all in all sorry going back to the original question i probably it's been a roughly about a four-year journey i'd say from from Where'd 2015 you start? destitute <laughs> you guys um so i i sort of was in a quite a unpleasant time in my life and i was because so Mum and dad, like I, I grew up a Protestant, like we're yep. Protestant, but like evangelical Protestant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'd had like, you know, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit at quite a young age, five. Um, hopefully our trads listening aren't having steam coming out of their ears and crossing themselves. Don't worry, Marty, was it, what were you accused of recently? I was accused of being a um, pious trad. Pious trad. Oh. Which I don't think either of those things are true, but I took them both as compliments. I'm a total trad, I love it. <laughs> Cool. So, yeah, so, so that was... you were a Protestant evangelical? Yeah, from quite a young age. Mum and dad were pastors of a church, so pastor's kid and all the all the lovely things that come along with being a pastor's kid. So In Dubbo? In everywhere. So mum and dad basically were music ministers, so they would go around from, when I was younger, from church to church to church and help out with the music teams. So, you know, pull a team that wasn't functioning very well, teach them how to... So do you, do you play guitar? I don't play any instrument, oh. so I decided to rebel. You lucked out. I didn't luck out. It was a decision. <laughs> so I decided to rebel when I was younger and went into sport instead. So a decision that I regret. Does that mean you sat at the back person. of the church kicking a football? <laughs> no, it just means I didn't get involved when I should have. So it's a big regret. I would love to be able to play an instrument now. So wise older Heather looks back and... Laments the laments, choices she yes. made in her youth. Yes, should have been wiser those opportunities when grace was offered (laughs) whereas marty over here has bought himself an electric guitar and an amp yeah and is slowly but surely learning dire straits and john bon jovi i can do some percussion could bongo it up (laughs) (laughs) who can't (laughs) not everyone's got beat (laughs) i think they call it rhythm rhythm. (laughs) i've got beat So, how do you end up becoming Catholic? Yes, so it was actually my mum first that God led her back to the church. So mum and dad had gone through quite, we'd had quite a horrific family breakdown. And through that, uh, mum had had suffered through that quite severely. 
with depression and she developed some autoimmune diseases from that as well. So she was sort of in a place of suffering and God had begun to talk to her and she sort of was led to one thing and then it's like you go down the rabbit hole. Do you know what I mean? Like one thing led to another thing. She found a website called Catholic Bridge, I think, which is specifically for protestants that are looking into catholicism so it answers like all the big questions Mm. um and it was amazing so it started her journey actually took way longer than mine because obviously she had been a pastor so she had a lot more ingrained anti catholicism catholicism things whereas i didn't have that whereas i think too if your if your parent is learning it you probably trust your mum and you can learn quicker. Well, She she can cut to the chase on certain things. Yeah, yeah. And that and the fact that mum's walk to me had been such a strong, true, sure example that Mm. I knew that if God had led mum to something, then there was something that needed to be looked at. So she's not sort of someone that would jump on a bandwagon of something. Like she's just, she's very steadfast in her faith. So So just look at this website. It's It's pretty good, actually. Kathy Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Like so it. that's sort of where I, I I've got straight, a... I went straight to the Mary page. Yeah. I have a friend who's marrying a Catholic. She's yeah. um, Protestant as well. And she's not active in her faith, but her parents are quite Protestant. And so I directed them. I said, next time something comes up and there's an argument, because there always is, direct them to Catholic Bridge. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So mum was that good example for me. And if, if she sort of gave it the thumbs up, she then I was like okay that's good enough for me to begin to look into it so I actually came to the conclusion that this the Catholic faith was the one true faith before mum did mum was still umming and ahhing and talking to God about certain specific things that didn't sit right with her her spirit um so I kind of got there before one true Catholic and apostolic yeah oh that church that church (laughs) all right coming into the catholic church and then going to a protestant service like don't get me wrong there are things that i miss about protestant church services like praise and worship and the sermons because although now you know the sermons are for everyone listening i'm getting a huge eye rolling going on here in the background there's if you don't like there are some obviously the the there's so many things in error and there obviously there are a lot of doctrinal errors but the method of it like you go in and on a Sunday you, and this is actually, this is, this is, I'm going to bring it up because being a Do Protestant it. and coming Do into, I found that there's a lot of things that Catholics don't understand about Protestants as much as Protestants don't understand about Catholics. So it irks me, like it makes me so cranky when I see Catholics assuming things about Protestants as much as Protestants assume about Catholics. Because there are a lot of... The only assumption going around here is Mary's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was terrible. That was so <laughs> it was so bad it was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole thing is so bad. Anyways, so, yeah, like it's... it's and I, I get really passionate about it because being a Protestant... And having so only so much access to God, does that make sense? Like, and I say that carefully <laughs> because obviously. Oh, well, you miss it. No, no, I think you, you can say it down the line of that. We genuinely believe that the sacraments are. Yeah. A, it is an encounter with God. It is exactly. A literal but it's the re- it's, yeah. You're literally, it's the body of Christ. Do you know what I mean? Like we we don't have access to that, and so I do believe, obviously, in the split that's happened in the church earlier. 
I think God in his mercy has bestowed certain graces in certain areas in the Protestant faith, maybe to make up for that, that the Catholics are lacking. And so it's, I kind of feel like... Can I just clarify my eye rolling from earlier? Because I feel like, I just feel like I was... So rude. I just want to clarify, <laughs> okay. when you said about like good preaching in prostitute, I wasn't rolling my eyes going, oh, that's not true. I was, I was rolling my eyes because I was just thinking of the pathetic homilies oh, that I yeah, hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pathetic. Yeah. And yeah, I was sitting yeah. here thinking, there's not much I can say without <laughs> sticking my foot in it here yeah. but along the same lines. You know? like you so don't. no, it wasn't a roll eye yeah. at, I can't believe you're saying that. It, it was, was a roll eye at, of, oh. yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I thought you meant it was because of all the doctrinal error. Yeah. Yeah. But you go to church and you go to learn. Like, you know, every, like the sermons there, you you learn from it and you take it into your week and you use what you learn to become better. So, the homilies, (laughs) the homilies are, I usually offer my homily up as like a reparation penance or something. Do you know what I mean? Because some of them, like a lot of the time, I just listening and, and I'm, I do not profess to know even the proper names of most things yet but you know you know when you hear something and it's wrong and i do hear that a lot <laughs> don't worry marty and <laughs> i homilies. were in church recently where the homily and the gospel seemed to not have anything to do with each other and yet it was being made out to be an explanation of the gospel yeah but it was i'm pretty sure the gospel said the opposite well i just so remember what? recently across the king just before advent you know the good thief today you'll be with me in paradise which managed to get preached as the good thief saw the humanity in Jesus and Jesus said, because you are already, because you can see that you are already part of my kingdom. What? Because that's not, that's not what... It's not what he said. It's not what he said. Like, oh, I just, I weep for the world. <laughs> it's just, it's Anyhow, actually... Anyhow, so you've become actually, a Catholic, but yeah. um, you'd... Yeah, it's not because Catholic Church is perfect in its practice? I'm only a Catholic because I just came to the realisation that we as Protestants were missing so much and it was, you know, the, everything that the Eucharist is. Like that's really the, the, the turning point is, is the Eucharist and that's what it was for me. So it was a very, very long journey. But I do, yeah, I do, I do miss a lot of things that we what about guaranteed forgiveness and reconciliation? Yeah, that was actually a big one for me um, because obviously coming from the Protestant, I just had to See? elaborate yeah. on that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> big one in the fact that it took it actually took me the longest to agree with it, if that makes sense. Oh, because really? Why? Well, I didn't understand why you have to confess to a priest if God, and this is a big thing for Protestants, like yeah. if I'm confessing directly to God, I've done it my whole life, like I, I'm genuinely really sorry I've said it to God, God has heard me, God has forgiven me, then why do I have to go and reconfess is it to Saint a priest? Is it St. Paul who says, confess your sins to one another? Hmm. Somewhere. How I think do, so. How do, do you, any idea how do Protestants reconcile that? You're the ex-Protestant, is that Paul? <laughs> <laughs> what verse is that? Well, it, it doesn't say confess your sins to brothers and sisters as like if you don't go to con- like confession is a whole James James five sixteen oh here yeah, we go. yeah. James. I think that's the thing with Protestants though like every different we pick and choose things out of the Bible and then interpret it how not we want not necessarily the same way that the apostles to did to fit into whatever <laughs> you know whatever it is that you're trying to to use that's that's the dangerous thing with 
with with that sort of thing. So, and I think that... How how did you come to accept that you thought it was okay? For confession? Yeah. Because God said so. (laughs) So that was one of the last... As in personal revelation or you read it in the Bible? No, I also, I did, like it was, I dug my heels in. Or through the, the history of the church. Was the other one, the magisterium. Yeah, I, it was more. It was more as I learned about why we go to confession and what it actually does in you. That is different to like. Obviously, you know, even now, if if you commit a sin, you confess it to God, and as a perfect act of contrition, like you know, you're genuinely sorry, you won't do it again. I know I have instant forgiveness from God, and then you get to confession as soon as you can. Um, I sort of saw it as a great way. I was going to say, and then and then you hear the words of the priest in Persona Christi, with your ears, saying that yeah. Jesus has absolved you. Mm. Yeah. So it's I haven't had any great big Sin, amazing sins. moment. No, 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 Ooh, no, 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 no. There's definitely some. I've had no violence. need for confession, but I no. hear it is good for those. <laughs> I was just about to say I haven't had any big like. <laughs> I've mean, only had like big like woe moments in confession, and the fact that I was just like. I that I felt it made a huge difference for me. Does that make sense? So when I f- did my first confession before I received the Eucharist for the first time, that was a that was a like a good moment for me. But since then, I go purely because of the fact that I know what it does for my soul. If that makes mm. sense. But it's when like I'm in the, there, it's like going to the gym. Yeah, you know, and what a great way to stay accountable. Accountable because I'm telling you now, those be better for you. Those sins that you might have a hard time you know, moving through, if you have to confess the same thing to a priest, you know, every mm. two weeks, like it's, it helps you, I think, not do those things. So, you know, and I've had some hilarious moments in the confession. Accountability. <laughs> You've had hilarious moments in the, in the confessional. So yeah, I'm talking like, I reckon my guardian angel would have like laughed his way out of the church at some of the things that have happened to me, but I won't go into them, obviously, mm, on what, air. What a, what a teaser. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but so it's just can funny. We, can we guess? We'll do multiple choice. So have you, <laughs> have you, um, have you heard of John Pridmore? John Printmore. John Pridmore. 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 No. Well, he wrote The Gangster's Guide to God. So he's a, he's a <laughs> English... When I was a young man, was, I was a very bad person. Yeah, he was an English, like, gangster thug. Yeah, he and, used to um, beat people up. Yeah, machetes and stuff. Anyway, he... He found Catholicism, found Jesus, yep. and uh, I remember listening to his testimony. And at the end of it, he said to some some priest that he knew, said to him, "I've never remembered anyone's confession, but I've remembered yours. <laughs> <laughs> Your first one. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, that's really good. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I tell you what, actually, almost killed me. If I RCIA was the worst. Like, like <laughs> I had to offer that up as, as like suffering to God to have to go through RCIA. Which is so awkward because it can be done so brilliantly did well. You, I did you feel don't that, believe you. Did you feel you should be teaching it? No. No, I wanted to learn. But what they were teaching, because I'd been studying for like two years before I even got to like RCIA. Did I they just, make you do another one so for much your extra error. year? No, there was just so much error and they were teaching it they were teaching it at a level that was for someone that didn't even know what or who God was. Mm. So I remember going to the priest and saying to him, look, is there any way that we can move me through this? Because it's just like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm needing to do the basics. He said, offer it up. 
He said <laughs> no at first, and then, but do you know what? I saw Father um, Josh Halliwell, I think it is, or Hannawell, someone from his American priests, actually said, if you've already been baptized, you don't have to go through RCIA. I found that out. I don't know if that's different for Australia or not. So, but apparently... Father Dave, where are you? <laughs> yeah. So, Austin's like, what? I went, to, I went to an RCIA once, and it was in the United States, in Denver, in Colorado. It's been hosted by the Auxiliary Bishop of Denver at the time, which mm. was over a decade ago. And the room was filled with, I dare say, 60 to 100 people, majority of which were... Baptist, Evangelical, and Pentecostal pastors mm-hmm. and their families. Mm-hmm. Bumper crowd. And it just so happened that I rocked up that night when they were talking about magisterium of the church. Were they heckling? Church and tradition. They were very good listeners. I thought that the auxiliary bishop gave a phenomenal teaching. And at the end of it, I realized I was the only one that accepted it. Because all these, <laughs> all these hands went up and they were pinning yep. the, the, uh, the auxiliary bishop. They, they just didn't accept that you needed the church uh, sorry or the magisterium tradition along with the bible why can't we just have bible alone um, because he effectively gave the theory mm. behind it and they just palmed it off it just makes no sense well this is it he said okay can we do a quick experiment can i read out to you a piece of scripture and you tell me what it means and everyone went, okay, because a lot of them, they're trained, yep. they're ministers. Yep. So he read out to them, uh, John 21, Jesus on the, which I mentioned in the last podcast, is one of my favourite Oh, verses. Jesus on the beach. On the beach. And it's just beach after, Jesus. After, the, <laughs> after the barbecue that they've had uh, breakfast, yep. uh, Jesus turns to Peter and says, do you love me? And he says, yes, I love you. And he says, Feed my sheep. He says, do you love me? She says, yes, I love you. He says, feed my lambs. And the third time says, Peter, do you love me? And this time become, Peter becomes indignant and says, you know all things, Lord, you know that I love you. Mm. And Jesus says, Peter, when you were younger, you should go where you wanted. But when you get older, someone will tie a belt around your wrists and take you where you don't want to go. Follow me. So he read that out and said to everyone, what does that mean? Why did Jesus ask him three times, do you love me? was to do with the different types of love, isn't it? Like, is it agape? Well, the answers that came back were because Jesus was... Because he saw some humanity in Jesus. Well, no, no, they're saying he replicated the the, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Uh, There were others saying it was a, a play on Peter denying him three times. Um, which Actually, fa- yeah, I had I remember being taught that. But th- what was interesting was that all the answers that came back were given as though this is what it means. But they were all different. Yeah. And that was his point. They mm. all came back. And so what he did, he did go back and he did what you've just said, Heather. Was he, he took out the English word for love and he put back in the Greek word for love. Mm-hmm. And they're not using the same word. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense in English. The cool thing is I've found out recently is that the, the charcoal fire that Jesus has burning, the only other time that the word that's used for that type of fire is used is the same type of fire that Peter stands around when he denies him three times. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a mirror image here, yep. but it also means a lot more because Jesus is saying, do you agape me? And, and Peter is responding, I filia you. Mm. 
I love you so much. And, Which and is he, why he keeps asking. Yeah, but it yeah. also makes sense why Peter, why Jesus says at the end, when, yeah. when you were younger, you used to go where you wanted to. Yep. But when you get older, effectively, you'll learn how to agape. Mm. But it's a really cool moment because when the, when the auxiliary bishop gave his answer, there was dead silence. Yep. Until one person piped up and said, Jesus came down to his level. And then there was more silence. It was a really cool moment. So that's my only experience of RCIA. Yep. But this was a young auxiliary bishop who I think was on the on the money, so to speak. He yeah. He could actually relate to the people. Yep. So I ended up. Um, God blessed me with a night job. <laughs> and I didn't have to go to RCIA. Like he literally answered my prayers. He reached down from heaven. And he answered my prayer. So I'm kind of self catechized um, in the fact that I had to, you know. YouTube. But I think that was a good thing. Yeah, Father Ripperger, love him. <laughs> um, so many, so many good guys. So many, so many amazing people um, and priests on YouTube. So. So you're a big one for top fives. Yes. This is one thing I know about you, Heather. Yes. You love top fives. I do love top fives. <laughs> top, top five YouTube channels. Oh, top five YouTube channels. Number one, oh, I don't know if they're YouTube channels, but I could give you like the top five people that I like to listen to mm-hmm. on YouTube. So um, Father Ripperger is my number one. I'd say Father Mark Goring, who is Canadian, um, but I think he's currently in America. You've got Father Bill Casey. is William Casey. He's an awesome, awesome, awesome priest. Mm-hmm. Then Taylor Marshall, the Taylor Marshall show. Love him. I've learned so much from Taylor Marshall. And then my... Well, he's a convert himself. Yes, he was an mm-hmm. Anglican... Minister. Anglican minister. minister. Yep, his conversion story is really, really good. I love Taylor, love him to bits, but he's... And he's super trad. There are certain things that he says sometimes that I don't agree with mm. because I believe that it's not leaving things open to how the Holy Spirit can actually move in things. So there are potential graces, I think, that can be missed out on. And I find that a lot with, with like, that's why I, I, I as a, which probably sounds funny because I, I tend to, I love all things tradition. Yeah, which I was going to say, this is the funny thing is that my, even though you've only been a Catholic for, uh, what, five months, six months? Since confirmation, yeah. yeah. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> but yeah. you're, you're probably, uh, more than anyone I know, on that, that journey towards the traditional church. Oh, I love it. I just, I, it draws me in. Like, it's just so beautiful. And it's, yeah, the, I'm just, I'm really excited to go to Latin Mass tonight because I've never been before, but it's the, it is the Mass I would go to if I could. What? It's just. Are we going to Latin Mass tonight? <laughs> yeah. I did know about that. Yeah. Sorry. This is a terribly exciting moment for me. So one of my, one of my good mates, Simon, is back from San Francisco where he's living at the moment. And uh, Simon gave us a, Gave me a call last night and said, I'm going to be in Sydney. Are you around? I said, yes, one day only. He said, good. I'll be at seven o'clock mass at Lewisham. Mm. Come along. So we're going and a few other friends are, are going to come along as well. Yeah. Um, so there'll be quite a few of us who aren't normally Latin mass goers rocking in tonight. We will mm. swell the numbers. Just even when you read about even the power in the Latin mass compared to like, like I know both can be equally efficacious is that the right word is that the one i want to use transubstantial um yeah so we month, weeks months ago sam and i you might remember this we were 
we were discussing the um, the Latin Mass and the as in a private conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and well, well I'm, I was thinking about through a previous pod, podcast. No, no, no. no. We just we I remember this. ringing you up. We're talking about we got the and, white flags. Yeah, <laughs> and like I don't know, it took us an hour or something. Then a couple of days later, I rang you back and said, I've just realised that. Since I've never actually been to a Latin Mass, any opinion that I've got is pretty much null and void. Yeah. So, also I have rectified that since then. Yeah. Mm. Been well, a, see, been a big, one. I'm doubling my Latin Mass. My, uh, I'm putting my, today. I'm putting my cards on the table here. You interrupted me. I did. <laughs> Sorry. You, you're doubling no, no, up. I'm done. You're doubling up. <laughs> cards on the table. I'm putting my cards on the table. My really big struggle over the last few years has been the lack of sacredness mm. in liturgy. Uh, and I really do, I really struggle with that. That, As C.S. Lewis put it, if Jesus is who he had said he was, then it should have every impact or implication on everything we ever do. Mm. But if Jesus was not who he said he was, then it really shouldn't play any role in anything we ever do. Mm. And to actually see that played out within the sacred liturgy it really was quite obvious in certain situations where perhaps there was a lack of faith that this actually is Jesus or that the mass is something sacred it was almost palmed off as this is a uh, a community get together well most Catholics don't even believe that it's the real presence of Christ anymore isn't it most sorry I think strong word yeah well I think from the United States from a recent survey it was 50 percent 50% 50% was it? Yes. No, that's not, that's not most. most. Oh. <laughs> I read it was higher, but yeah, we'll go with 50. That's still a lot. So, Well, it's 50%, 20% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... Double down. The, um, yes, the... You don't uh, want to cut him off too much. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, um, the sacredness in the Latin Mass is much bigger, right? The, it's no question oh, about it's obvious. That. Yeah, it's obvious. And I really like that. I really like kneeling at communion. I like the mm. receiving communion on, on your the tongue. tongue. Like it just yep. it just feels much more appropriate considering what the Eucharist is. Mm. However, I will say the liturgy of the word is better at the Novus Order because you can understand it. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, but if you can understand it and it's all crap... <laughs> But even the readings. Oh, no, no, the readings. He's talking about the readings. Oh, the readings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, I mean... Well, you're, no, yeah. even in a Latin mass, you get a homily in English, but, you know, which, mm. you know, is prob- yeah. probably probably more aligned with... The which gospel, I've, I've got some Latin mass mates who right now, we go, no, 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 but... And, and, there's, and I've heard the reasons for it, but I'm, I'm with Marty. I, I don't understand if it's... If you're going to read it in Latin, but the translation's in front of you in a booklet in English so that you can follow along... Just say in English. Can I put a thought out there? Just yes, quickly. But understand yes. the prayers. I understand the yeah. prayers in Latin. Yeah, just a thought. But, but I'm on a journey as well. I'll say that. And I'm a long way from home. Yeah. I'm a long way from <laughs> where I started. Yeah. My beginning point was the charismatic renewal. And I owe my faith to the charismatic renewal. And it was through the charismatic renewal that I grew a love of the sacraments. Hmm. And namely your parents, Marty who introduced me to adoration, to going to reconciliation, to confession regularly, and to challenging me on what the Eucharist is. So it's been a a genuine journey. Anyway, sorry, Heather. That's right. I'm madly trying to hold on to that line of thought so I didn't forget it. Um, 
by ignoring everything I've said in the last minute. So just ignoring. Both no, of us. The thought I was just going to put out there was was <laughs> we would, you would like you were talking about how you had noticed it was it felt more sacred when you were there, but it's it's enjoyable to be able to understand the scriptures when they read them out to you. Not only enjoyable, I think educational. Important. Yeah, but we anyway. we read our Bibles as well, so like we should know the scriptures. But my my whole point <laughs> my whole point is why don't you know them, Marty? <laughs> I'm not never going to confirm nor deny. You just get them at church on a Sunday. <laughs> this is, Lots of this people is just get them at church on Sunday. This is sad, you know. Yeah, but this is sad. This is what we need to change. That's all right. We can discuss this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> or you can discuss it while I yeah. read my Bible. <laughs> Anyways, my I just wanted to say that I don't think any of us actually truly fathom what's happening at Mass on a Sunday. Because hmm. if we did, we'd all be on our faces crawling to receive the Eucharist. Like that's mm-hmm. the reality of it. And so the reality of it is what's happening around the world is shocking. So if you can offer a watered down mass or you can offer a mass that is jam packed with Where, a punch. Hmm. And when I was in Lourdes, they, it wasn't Latin mass or anything I attended. It was a it's very, very, um, every language under the sun. And it was very reverent. It was very, hmm. you know, there was, there was nothing disrespectful so, about it. Yeah. I largely... Agree, I think. But we'll say for the laity, whatever's going on at Mass should be to help them pray. And I think the Latin Mass does that in a particular way. Mm. A good Novus Order does that in a different way. Mm. And a bad Novus Order doesn't really do it much at all. <laughs> it's, it's funny. There's a couple of times during, like, because I've said I've never been to Latin Mass before. Obviously, I've just researched about it and read a lot about it. That's why I'm so excited to go for the first time tonight. But there's a couple. Oh, so, right. Yeah. You, d- you didn't declare yeah. that when I was, you know, a bit earlier. You just left me out as a, you know, a bit earlier when I was, when I was Here telling I you, you know, I've only ever been to one Latin Mass before, you know. I was told not to interrupt <laughs> the great Marty. Thank you very much. The great Marty. <laughs> GM. <laughs> the GM. Um, I will yeah. ask the great Marty. Yeah. So, the first time I ever walked into a Catholic church, um, the first one I went to, Something happened that I didn't understand and I leant forward just to ask the little old lady in front of me just a simple question about whatever it was and she turned around and she was so cranky, like properly shushed me and then it wasn't, it was just something just, it wasn't even in a place where you shouldn't talk or anything. Have some decorum! (laughs) It was just something, yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, I won't do that again. My grandmother used to set my dad and his siblings up in the pew in front of her. And she'd sit behind them <laughs> with a cattle whip with her nails ready to go. And oh. it was a pinch. If they started to squirm or chat, bang. Yep. Got them. The best mass I've been to, hands down, was in, in Lords. That's the, the best one I could say I've been to. It's not a bad start to being Catholic, is it? Take a pilgrimage to Lourdes. Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was life-changing. So, yeah, went I there. I want to go to Lourdes. I haven't been there. Oh, it was like Catholic Disneyland. <laughs> it was so amazing. It was, and it feels so nice. You have to go to um, Guadalupe too. That's my do next one I want to do, Do Fatima. the trifecta. Yeah. Lourdes, Fatima, then from Portugal, jump across to Mexico. Yeah. Short flight. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Walk. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. I want to do the... What do I want to do? I want to do the... Starts with a C. The pilgrim where Camino. they walk. Oh, the Camino. Yeah. Camino de Santiago. Yep. I want to do part of the Camino. Yeah. 
just well, like why what I don't know it's like a bloke <laughs> my, one of my dad's best mates is a teacher just so you could put Marty was here <laughs> one of my mates one of my dad's best mates is a teacher and he was asking all the students one day, what, what do you want to be when you leave school? And one of the kids said, I want to be a part-time electrician. <laughs> and he said, well, That's why do you great. only want to be part-time? He said, I'm not smart enough to be full-time. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do part of the Camino. Well, can't you start? You don't have to start at the start, do you? Can't you just you're do one of them. Of yeah, you can start five days out. I want to do the whole Camino. Awesome. That's it, Marty. <laughs> Sick of egg teased. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. How, how far would you walk? You want to do the I so don't know. five really, days? I haven't really thought about it too much. What's the what's the how long does it take? A Can month? you go up to month? Yeah. Well, to be honest, no, no. Well, the, so the it Camino, can go up to like three months if what, you. Where do you start? Really Four. slow. Oh. Where do you start? Do you start like? Can you start wherever you want? Well, here's like, the deal. Can you start in Turkey? And yes, just... you can. I started in Brazil. <laughs> it sounds like you can start in Australia. <laughs> and I did. I started in Brazil and made my way to Santiago de Compostela. It took me 568 days. You can a year and a half start from Moscow. <laughs> 15,000 kilometres. If you haven't, <laughs> you can start from Rome. If you're not aware of that, go back to episode one and you can hear more about it. <laughs> uh, you can start. I, I met people who had started in Holland. So the, the idea was that you would walk from your front door to Santiago de Compostela. Now, the, it makes a lot more sense if you live in northern Spain. Well, it makes a lot more sense if you live in Europe mm. to start with. But the traditional modern, does that make sense? Traditional modern? Nope. The accepted modern starting point. Is that better? Practice. There you go. Practice is to start at Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port which is on the French side of the Pyrenees Mountains. Oh, right. You, you walk up over the Pyrenees Mountains and you're away from there. So about one month. But what we all get wrong is that we walk to Santiago, Santiago de Compostela and, you know, we say goodbye and get our bus, our train, our plane home. But you've actually only done half the pilgrimage. Mm. The other half was to walk home. Yeah, see that would I would I am one of those people that needs closure, so that would probably bug me. So that includes you, Sam. Correct. You could have, you should have turned around and walked back to Brazil. Go back where you came from. Back through each of these places. You Imagine might be okay that. With that. <laughs> at least no. at least there were a few people I would have known uh, good accommodation. Yeah. But um, yeah, there'd be a few towns I'd walk into. Under the veil of night. Did you have to walk? Would you have to walk back though? Could you get a bike? No, you, you're supposed to walk. They would have had to amputate your feet if you had to walk back. Yeah, they would have. Oh, well, I think I would have died. <laughs> I mean, given up. It was already it was already eleven attempts on my yeah, life by yeah. the time I made it there. So you already tried a few times. I've tried a few times. Heaven's just mm. like, nah, I don't want you yet. Anyway, mm. so for us, Saint, Saint Jean Pierre de Port would be the starting point in southern France. So go to Lourdes. Mm-hmm. Then bus across to Saint Jean Pierre de Port, or you can walk from Lourdes. The walk from Lourdes is only it only take you a few days. Actually, can Pretty I say solid. by the way, and it's stunning. If you do go to, to Lourdes, try and volunteer in the baths if you can, because she that, said baths, the not baths. baths. B a t h s. Yes. The baths. If you go to Lourdes, try and volunteer <laughs> in the baths. The baths. Yeah, the baths. The baths. So, yeah, because that's that is. It's just life-changing, that experience. So it's the mm. men and women's. 
Um, so as a man, you can go and you can um, help disabled, sick people into the waters and bring them back out. And it's the same for the women. And it's incredible, incredible to experience to volunteer and do that, even if you only did it for half a day, did it from morning or an afternoon and then spent the rest of your time in the grotto praying or wandering around. Mm. So amazing. Santiago, how far is that from Fatima? It's just sort of straight down to Fatima, isn't straight it? Straight down, yeah. I think it's about a... Oh, I haven't walked it, but I think it's a one to two week walk, I think. For like long legs, or is that just everyone? Oh, everyone. No, I tended to walk at the same pace as most. I make good friends on the Camino. because you Maybe know, you, at you a week if day. your legs are small. Legs are short. But you can bus it. Yeah, there is a bus. There is a bus too. I looked it up. She can confirm it. Fact I checked. can confirm it. Nice. You go from Fatima and end, you go through Lourdes and then end up in somewhere else. But it starts in Fatima. Mm. So go to Lourdes, start walking from there because that section's beautiful and there won't be any pilgrims. It's nice. Is you it go, Lourdes or Lourdes? It's Lourdes. Lourdes? Okay. Is France. Is France. Uh, yeah, walk from there and then... Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Continue down to Fatima. That'll be pretty cool. That'll be awesome. Mm. Should get an expedition together. Who's in? I'm in. I I'm, just need I'm some time a, to train. I'll do it. I'm arthritic. Do it. Do it. I'm arthritic. Do it. Do it. <laughs> get, get me drugs. So, so far <laughs> Actually, we have two. <laughs> maybe I'm the one that needs to go to Lewis for a bit of healing. Yeah, yeah. start in the bath. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Throw my hands in, soak them. You don't walk with your hands. Yeah, I realised as I said that I shouldn't have mentioned <laughs> that the arthritis is in my hands and not in my feet. Yeah. I do want to do Camino once more. I've done it twice. I've got one more. You've done it twice? I have done it twice, yes. When did you do it the other time? Uh, so the first one was 08. Is that with the Walk Around the World? That was with the Walk Around the World. And then I went back with Father Nick Pierce from the Melbourne Archdiocese with 11 young men all discerning their vocation and we went back it would have been about what's the hit rate for those 11 2016 two or three of them have joined the seminary and a few of them came back and proposed within a month you know they were discerning their vocation literally so yeah. they, you know, what did they, they propose to their girlfriends uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I Marty didn't jump to, on that, so... Was, no, because I was trying to think of how to actually... Yeah, yeah it wasn't that it. they were single when they did the Camino. So they, they, they got home and then went, <laughs> I've we, decided... I was trying to work out the most controversial way to <sighs> to hook that and... To propose it? <laughs> <laughs> You're awful. Uh, thank puns, you. Puns are us. <laughs> uh, the well, puntiff. <laughs> Oh, you should be sent to the pun attentory for that one. <laughs> Can I go? Uh, well, Heather. <laughs> yes. Lovely to have you in as our, our guest today and to, to hear of your journey, which is quite extraordinary, really. You've, it's almost as though you've flown into Catholic airspace and you're looking for a runway. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot to choose from. Yeah, there is. It's and actually a lot overwhelming. Happening. I mean, this is the thing. At the moment, it's quite overwhelming as to what's happening within the church. Yeah. There's a heck of a lot going on. It's an interesting time to become a Catholic. Yeah. And especially when Welcome. most of my Protestant friends have are looking at me like I'm 
Welcome, arm yourself. That shark crazy. Well, yeah, welcome. Everything's on fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everything's on fire. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting, interesting moment. But at the same time, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, what an amazing time to be a Catholic, even though everything is burning. Like, because, you know, I don't know, I think God's just calling us to be braver. God's calling us to be more outspoken. God's calling us to be more righteous. And I reckon, I just think we're going to see saints come out of this generation like we've never seen before. So it's it's a very hmm. interesting time to be alive, actually. So it's really exciting. I get over, right. overwhelmed Something to work towards. Yeah, yeah. I love, and I'm just going to finish by saying I love being a Catholic. I actually love being a Catholic. It's the best thing to have ever happened to me. Oh, and I thank oh, God man. every day for it. So, Well, Heather, yeah. would you like to close this in prayer? You can't go no and <laughs> put your hands back and forwards under your throat on a podcast. You can say no. That's like someone saying to you, I'd like you to get up and give a speech. And you can say no. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Make it funny. <laughs> Tell a joke. Uh, <laughs> like, actually, my prayers might be more, less traditional Catholic. Like, I don't, like, if do you want, is there a closing prayer that okay. I don't we're, know we're yet? Not, we're not a traditional podcast. Oh, okay. Right. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was looking at that T-shirt. I thought it was zombies at first, but I can see it's a band. It's you too. It's you too. Oh. Yeah. I toggle between my U2 one. Controversial. My U2 one and my Bon Jovi one. <laughs> Controversy. Controversial. Don't worry, he left the concert early. <laughs> <laughs> bon Jovi or U2? Oh, I didn't leave Bon Jovi early. <laughs> uh, okay, I can pray, sure, why not? Sure. <laughs> Let's go for a ride. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up, sunshine. Um, all right, so just launch right into it. Oh, if you'd like, if you, we could do five minutes of meditation. <laughs> <The most> <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Father Dave would have finished it by now. <laughs> All right. Five seconds, done. Okay, help me, Jesus. All right. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Father, Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, Lord God, we come before you right now. We thank you that you have brought us together today to be able to share our different opinions and discuss um, the, our different life stories and what we've been through. And we thank you for the facilities to be able to do it. And I thank you for Marty and Sam, two amazing sons of thunder. I assume Father Dave is just as amazing, but I'll just have to assume. Even more so. <laughs> but yeah, we just pray, God, Lord God, that you will bless these words um, and that you will just continue to be the amazing God that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I think he will continue to be the amazing God he is because I don't think he changes. I know. Mm. That we can rely on. Effortlessly. Yeah. We We are are sons sons of thunder. thunder. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, you didn't didn't ask her about that. Oh. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Sorry. Do it. Before we finish. So, Heather, do an impression of Sam. Hoi, I'm Sam Clear. <laughs> I don't speak like that. <laughs> you do speak like that. <laughs> it's like Kath and Kim. Do you walk like that too? Hi. <laughs> did you do the Kath and Hi. Kim walk all the way around the world? Chris, my brother, did. 
Chris joined me in Canada. And we were walking down the road and he all of a sudden broke into the Kel Powell walk. <laughs> and, and, kept it, and kept it up for three and countries. Kept it up for about five minutes. And I've, I was genuinely embarrassed <laughs> because people knew who I was by then. All this traffic is going past and Chris... I'm thinking of something nice to call him and I can't, so I'm just going to stay silent. He's doing this ridiculous power walk with his butt swaying from side to side as he goes. Okay, what are you embarrassed, Sam? You embarrassed? <laughs> it's just, you just, like I'll say, when I first heard a video, like when I first watched a video of, of Sam, hoy. the first thing that he hoy. said in the introduction, I think it was to Peruse, yeah, yeah. Like one of you, and it was just, hoy, I'm Sam Clear. And it was so Aussie, I, I actually burst out laughing because I'm like, <laughs> he's so he's so Australian. I love it. So. But she just said Australian, Australian. Yeah, I'm. I love that I say Australian. I choose to say Australian. I got I got picked up for saying Tasmania, Australian, by Australia. Marty's daughter. Australian, mate. I said Tasmania, <laughs> yeah. and she said, "Oh my goodness, could you be any more bogan?" Said, what? Excuse me. You said, "Yeah, she look said, at Dad." Yes. <laughs> In his flanny, his, his trackies and his thongs. I, got, I, got, I was wearing my flanny that you bought me, the blue one. You're welcome. With um, In winter with my grey track pants and my like flanny lycra? like. I thought you were going to say lycra then. No, no, my with slippers. My like- well, look at these like ugly oh, slipper things, Aussie. which are, yeah. um, but they're crisscross blue and white, like yeah. your shirt. And, and my daughter looked at me and goes, Bogan Index 10. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. But unfortunately, doing the Source and Summit project recently, I heard myself say Tasmania and another, and all I could hear was your impersonation of me. I think I've created a bit of a complex, which I didn't mean to do, but it's, it's a little bit funny. Hi. There's, Hi. there's not so many Hi. things that I can make fun of you about. Hi, I, I'm Sam. Hi. There's not Hi. many things we can make fun of you about, but being a hick... <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, I was going to play a prank and I was going to get Christmas baubles made up with Sam's face with hoi with the exclamation mark. <laughs> and then I was going to send a bunch of them to Michelle and get her to send them out. Which so is like a mutual friend. All his, oh, you don't know Michelle? No. Oh, so mutual friend. She's amazing. Sorry, she pointed at Marty then for everyone who's listening. And I'm just giving a plug because that woman can bake. It's called Cakes, um, Cakes by Punch. Cakes with Punch? Cakes with Punch. Yeah, it's one of the it's cake with yeah cakes with punch or cakes, cakes by punch. punch. Cakes with she punch. is amazing. So I'm just going to put that plug. But I was going to send all these Christmas bubbles to her Why? and get her to send them out. Why are you keeping me apart from this woman? Because <laughs> you live in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. And then I was going to get her to send them out to his friends and get everyone to take a picture of that bauble on their tree and send it to him on Christmas Day with Sam's face saying, Hoy. <laughs> Hoy. And now that you've told him and everyone else that it's not going to be much of a oh, joke. We could ever, oh, I won't do it. <laughs> so from I was like, on, I Sam would freak out. Hello. Hello. I Bonjour. Bonjour. Je suis Sam. Sam, I Hola. am. Mi nombre es Samuel. Soy australiano. We are Sons of Thunder. And for the second time today, goodbye. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Oh, shut up. <laughs>